Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life in the show notes. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the recent article by the New York Post regarding oats, that's Quaker oats and Cheerios, testing positive for a harmful substance in 80% of Americans. But first, new listeners, we have a three-episode rule. If you are still listening after three episodes, we ask that you leave us a review. It can be a quick five-star. You can leave a blurb if you feel implored to do so. Tag us, share it on social media. There are no ads on this podcast. We just ask that you help us expand the reach. If you got something helpful from this episode, allow us to reach more people, help more people. Returning listeners, you already knew that. If you are beyond that three-episode threshold, please hit pause right now. Hold yourself accountable. Leave us a quick review. We love you. We appreciate you. Let's dive in. Hang on. So, Hang on. no, I want to preface All it. right. I stumbled upon this post by the new york post it is now posted by forbes um like all the news stations have picked it up it is what i would consider mainstream media right now and i think you know initially it was based on a recent study that came out with the environmental working group so ewg um and basically to sum up the findings they found 80% 80% of people tested positive American, Americans of Americans tested positive for this substance called chlormaquat chlormaquat I don't know if I'm saying that correctly but basically so this pesticide that they use to spray wheat um, and Let's, other let plants Let me jump in right there this is a quote directly from the New York the New York Post the highly toxic agricultural chemical is federally allowed to be used on oats and other grains imported to the U.S., according to the EWG. So there's a lot to unpack here. Um, we're going to touch on this from a wide variety of angles. I think just looking at what has been posted so far, um, the EWG is known to promote, they have some kind of tie to organic like to purchasing organic I don't know exactly what it is but there's a slight bias there so we have to factor that in number two um the the studies that they're talking about were done on animals so rodents the studies that we have so far that were done on humans don't show any side effects or harm in this area yet that doesn't mean that there aren't any but the the studies that there are as of current, do not show it as a harm to us. There need to be more studies done to kind of determine what the dosage is that is a harm to us. So there's currently just a lack of human data. Right. And then... For or against, it's just not there. Right. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to say is the pesticide, chlormaquat, that they are studying it only stays in your system i believe for 24 hours so the data that the recent study came out with it must be uh, the people have this in their system so it indicates repeated use frequent use right that, thank you for 24 hour um half-life i believe yeah so let's dive in um 
those are that's like the backstory, I guess. But as I pulled up this article, we look in our pantry and what do we see? Cheerios and Quaker Oats. I think it was old fashioned oats specifically, which was in our pantry. We have both. These are things that we I mean, we eat oats on a daily basis. Um, We just have always purchased Quaker because we get it at Costco. It's usually like you buy it in bulk to the like naked eye. You would assume oats are oats, right? It's a single ingredient food. Um, So we weren't ever super picky about the kind that we purchased when it came to oats. However, I would say this kind of opened our eyes a little bit. Um, not in the sense that we're super fearful of every single ingredient and thing that we eat, but I would say over the last three years or so, we have slowly been focusing on this more and more just personally. And obviously the things that we talk about with you guys, we've been sharing it with you too. Um, You know, you have to really be aware of what you are putting in your body. Food today is just not at the same level that it used to be at. And I think unless you are somebody that is super health conscious, you really don't even understand or know what is going into your body. Um, Because to the average person looking at food labels, it's really... I'm not going to say it's hard to to decipher what's healthy and not, but it kind of is. Our marketing and the way that we put out food in this country makes it easy to think that you're eating healthy, quote unquote, when in reality, there's much better choices out there and it's probably not the best choice in the first place. One more piece of context I want to provide and then I'll dive in a little further. So This is not specifically exclusive to Cheerios and Quaker Oats. It was 92% of oat-based foods purchased in May of 2023, including Quaker Oats and Cheerios. So essentially all non-organic wheat. So that's a great example of how the media can take a study like that and like cherry pick two things well, and some make people you, only read the headline and make you fearful of those two things. And most people are going to only read the headline or just kind of read the little blurb that they come up with. Well, so, I'm playing the opposite angle on this. It's well, not, I know. It's, there's I more play to be fearful sides. of. I'm I saying, play both quote sides. unquote, fearful of. So to jump into this, I am very cognizant of the food that we bring into our home. I have doubled down on being analytical, especially when it comes to our kids, reading through the baby food, reading through the, you know, the snacks that we bring home for Kai, because as we talked about in several episodes, you just have hidden sugars, every, added, hidden added sugars everywhere. You know, you buy some granola balls and it's like an extra nine grams of a tiny pack, extra nine grams of added sugar. Everything that is promoted as healthy, marketed as healthy, even if it's marketed as organic, they still fluff it with a ton of things that your kids don't need, especially when it's accumulated over the course of a day. It's not just one pack of this and that. You can blink and have 50 to 100 grams of added sugar throughout your day. And we wonder why, what's the recent study? 75% of all Americans are considered obese or that's yes. a projection by 2030. Uh, no, I, th- I think that was current unless I miss I misheard. Um, I was listening to a podcast recently and they said from 1987 to today, we have tripled the number of people that are obese in America. So tripled that number. And we're now at 75% of Americans are obese. And that's not just because everyone got super lazy and everyone decided to overeat. Now, there is some of that obviously playing a role, but the quality of our food and the things that are going into it, 
without increasing satiety, which is the biggest thing. You're getting a ton of calories and you're still hungry, so you keep eating and eating and eating and snacking and snacking and snacking. Adds up to the point we're at now, where this is beyond an epidemic. This is it's a catastrophe, to be honest with you. You talk about our healthcare system, the weight that that plays on that, literally and figuratively, it's um, it's disgusting, and it just it just goes to show we have that much more to do. Um, on our side of things as far as educating people on how to live a healthy lifestyle and what to be aware of. Again, our motto here is through awareness we create change. That's the the point of this episode. That's the point of every episode is to bring awareness through different things and talk to you guys about some some things you can be doing on your side to, to clean it up a little bit. But again, going back to the fact that I have been hyper aware, especially the last year or so, um, just being awakened to the lack of regulation, not even it's regulated. They just don't care. As you can see, the government knew this is being used as a pesticide without fully understanding. Again, it's the data is inconclusive in regards to human studies, but the studies in mice, which I believe is our closest DNA relative, um, would suggest there are implications with creating delayed puberty, um, with causing infertility. Um, which both of those things are also at a, like those have both also spiked. Um, kids are little girls are getting their periods so much earlier boys are going through puberty delayed like there's a lot of craziness happening on that side as well it's as not just oats it's everything that's going into right it. it's not we can't blame it on one singular food so it's, if it, it's not just you taking out your cheerios out of your pantry and you taking out your oats out of your pantry like this was something that we wanted to podcast about today because it is everything so to that point i don't want to like a lot of the I know we've talked about this previously. I don't remember which episode it was in, but you do touched on this, how there's all the videos out there of people who are like in the grocery store and like fear mongering. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to take that route. But at the same time, something has to change. Um, and you have to understand the seriousness of the situation as a whole. So it's not just following that guy who says, oh, throw out your Cheerios or throw out this thing that you eat and replace it with this. All your vegetables are evil. Um, all your vegetables are evil or don't eat fruit or only eat meat or whatever the heck they're preaching. It's not as simple as that. Um, and usually those people have some sort of agenda to sell. Our agenda that we're trying to sell to you is a healthy lifestyle <laughs> that makes you feel good and you feel good, you look good, you're performing while you're able to do the things that you want to do. Um, so to that point, I just want to not... I want to remind you, we're not trying to create fear. We want to open your eyes to this and we want to make sure that we kind of touch on what we should be looking out for in nutrition labels, what we can start trying to avoid or replace, what we can implement instead. So we're going to touch on all those things. Um, Circling back to finish my my little rant there, someone who's very cognizant of everything that goes into our house, I had a trust in Cheerios and in oats. Again, oats being a single ingredient food. Kai has it for breakfast a lot. I blend them in my my uh, protein shake for easy calories, um, and then you know Cheerios. You just it just seems innocent. It's promoted as heart health. They got the commercials with the grandpa eating them with the grandson. It's and like your basic kids. Your basic kids cereal. cereal without a lot of like you look at it, it doesn't look terrible. There's not a ton of added sugars, so that was our go-to. Um, so it's discouraging. It's disheartening. It's infuriating. Um, being someone who's already aware of these things and then. You know, not having this giant red flag in regards to pesticides and all these chemicals being used in the processing of it. So even if, if the ingredients look okay, the way those ingredients were grown, manufactured, 
all the processing and handling of those things, if they weren't all done in accordance with our health in mind and just giving two halves of a shit, then you're put in danger and your kids are are put in danger. And this all sounds like fear mongering because to a point it is, it's a little scary. It's a little upsetting. It's very infuriating. Well, it's just scary as a whole. Like we're scared, (laughs) like we're scared for the future of our children. But I think, you know, I read it was like a meme or something I saw recently that was like other Americans are watching. I mean, other countries are watching America like it's like some kind of circus act or like this. Like sure feels like we it. are like the clowns, um, which it, I mean, I'm, I don't know how true that is. If you're in, a, in another country listening, maybe you can uh, drop a DM and let us know your thoughts on America. But you know, something definitely has to change and it, there are definitely levels to this. Um, but I think it's important to also kind of like, let's touch on the fact that this is also going to be a spectrum. So let's say you're somebody listening here and you do, you currently do like nothing for your health. Like you're a first time listener. I mean, I know that's not the majority of you guys listening, but let's say just for ha-has, you're tuning in and you eat a lot of highly processed foods um, and you eat very little fruits and vegetables. You don't make a lot of your meals at home. Like where, let's talk about that spectrum because somebody like that is not going to just throw away everything that they eat and start eating healthy tomorrow. And it's like rainbow and butterflies, you know, like there's going to be steps to this to kind of work up to that level of optimal health that we all should be striving to be at. So what would you say is the first step to this? Like when we're talking about the things that we're talking about today, is that step one or is that step like three or five or 10? Well, going back to the motto again, through awareness, we create change, right? So if you are completely unaware and oblivious to everything, that's, that is step one, to understand that there is no agency looking out for your best interest. The government is not looking out for your best interest, especially when it comes to your food. Um, so kind of living in this blanket of ignorance where I can eat whatever and, you know, as long as I'm not eating Doritos and Ho-Hos all day, my health is going to be fine. Uh, it's just not the case. So the step one is realizing that, you know, kind of removing as many processed foods, highly processed foods, the junk foods. Um, as you can enjoying in moderation once in a while, of course, you know, we're not cutting everything out all the time. We can enjoy ourselves, but if you are living with that on a day to day basis, again, something like this, it's got a 24 hour half-life, but it's repeated exposure. And that's the same thing with junk food. Yeah. Once in a while, fine. But if it's repeated exposure, you're going to become obese. You're going to be unhealthy. You're going to have insulin resistance that leads to diabetes. You're going to have all these metabolic disorders and just long-term health problems leading to cancer and any of the big four horsemen that you, uh, you know, we hear about, you know, cardiovascular health, cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes. Those are the things that are waiting for you if you are not paying attention at all. So that's stage one. What can I do? Where can I get more nutrients? Focus on nutrient-dense whole foods, getting more fiber in, getting more plant diversity in, which again sounds like an oxymoron with the topic of today's uh, discussion. But understand that it's not the oat, you know, that most of us are having a problem with. It's not the vegetables that most of us are having a problem with, it's the way that those things were grown and harvested. Um, So we'll dive into bigger implementations later in this episode, but but stage one is just getting to the point where you are focused primarily on quote unquote 
healthier food. I won't say quote unquote, I was gonna say quote unquote, uh, good foods, healthier foods, more nutrient dense foods. When we say healthier, just for context, that is a food that is doing something positive for your health. Um, so people like to frame it as good and bad. It really isn't good and bad. They're just things you should have more of and things you should have less of. And you know what's so backwards too is that people think that people who eat healthy are only trying to achieve like dieting or fat loss. It's like we only do this when we want X result. When in reality, the foods that you eat should not really change whether you are focusing on fat loss, muscle gain, doing a full bone bulk phase, maintenance just living a healthier lifestyle like it's just the amounts that change quantities change your quality of your food should stay the same through every single phase and healthy foods nutritious foods single ingredient nutrient dense foods are not just for people who are dieting that is like the most backwards way of thinking about it so step number one is to get that out of your head and that's something that If you are really one of the first people in your circle to be focusing on this stuff and to becoming aware of this stuff, the people around you are going to be like, oh, what do you want to diet? And they're going to mock you and they're going to make fun of you and they're going to have issues with it because, again, normalized. It's been normalized and it also makes them uncomfortable. We talked about that on the previous episode. You are trying to change. You are trying to become better. They are not. They are then forced to look inward and are not happy with that so understand that it is not a bad thing to focus on the healthier foods and rant and and rant but that's also something that you shouldn't give two shits about like if you want to be better at something and someone talks down to you because of it that should not affect you at all it should not you know change your path and if it does you need to ask yourself why why did you just let that affect you why did you just let someone else bring you down because you would rather conform at a lesser level than just continue to go on this path of growth and ascension. That sounds ridiculous. That sounds ridiculous in your head. You would rather be down here with everybody else than strive to be better because everyone else is worse. I think sometimes though it's like the people pleasing aspect. Like they're... I understand that. They want to be people pleasers. They want to conform. That's what I'm talking about. But if you simplify it to the fact that you would rather conform at a lower level than bring yourself up, elevate, and actually live the life you want to live. It just sounds ridiculous. So let's talk about nutrition labels because, I I mean, obviously we want you guys to eat more fruits and vegetables and things that don't necessarily have a label on them. Like that would be great to add more of those things in. Um, Protein, lean meats, fish, those are all amazing things to add to your diet. But realistically most people who are starting a health and fitness journey are not going to go and cut out every processed food that the that they eat and it's not that we're against processed foods we're not we are just don't know what moderation is well also it's just it's the highly processed foods that are super palatable they make you want more and like josh touched on in the beginning you eat a lot of these little snacky type foods and you let's say you have a package of this and a package of that and it's this small serving size high in calories but it makes you want more because it's not filling you up so then you continue to choose another one and choose another one and before you know it you're 800 1000 calories deep and wondering why you're not seeing progress so the highly processed foods are going to make you want more of those things. And I think this is an important thing to touch on too, because a lot of people who eat a lot of those things currently have a hard time eating healthier. They think healthy foods taste bland and like crap. And I think that's a taste bud thing. Like your taste buds will change 
Yes or no? When you Cravings, start, absolutely. If you if you cut out, let's just say I'm gonna go crazy for a week. I'm gonna dive into only whole foods. Your palate changes. You actually start craving those whole foods to the point where. You know, if Kai and I have a bowl of like fruit salad or maybe we do some dark chocolate on a banana with some peanuts on top, something like that, even just the fruit itself, that tastes like dessert. That is the highly palatable craving, but you crave that bowl of, you know, mixed veggies. You create a nice stir fry, throw it on some rice with some chicken, throw some olive oil and some seasonings that you like. Those are the things that you begin craving. It's You have to give yourself a chance. Like a lot of people go hard into a diet or... Whole 30 or I don't know, whatever else is out there. And I think something like Whole 30, I think that's probably the one that I would say, like, okay, like this is a great place for you to start. It's not a forever thing. It's not supposed to be a forever thing, though, correct? Isn't it 30 days? It, maybe it's 30 days. But like that is a great example of how you can just start something, assuming that you're not just going to do it for 30 days. Here's, here's the problem, though. People go into this as I'm going to do this 30 day detox, yeah, a la that's the true. Whole 30. And then I'm going to go back to the bullshit lifestyle right. I was living You cannot previously. go back. Like you have to make the cognitive, cognitive choice to continue that to an extent. But as far as like your palate and your taste buds go, um, you know, you have to give yourself a chance to embrace the other side of it. And it's not going to be fun at first when you're used to consuming those super palatable foods that just taste delicious. They are designed to taste delicious so that you eat more of them. That is the purpose of them. So I think that's important. The other thing I wanted to touch on in this realm here is, you know, if you're having trouble eating healthier or eating the healthier option, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, so let's use ice cream for an example. Let's say you have a big bowl of Haagen-Dazs every night and that's like your thing that you do. You have it every night. It's I'm going to say even a small bowl of Haagen-Dazs every right, night. Even a small bowl, um, whatever, whatever size bowl, just that you're having Haagen-Dazs, which is a higher calorie ice cream. If you're trying to make healthier choices, maybe instead of buying the Haagen-Dazs, you go and buy Yasso bars. We love Yasso bars here. Are they the most healthy food out there? No. Do they have added sugar? Yes. Um, but when you compare that to your big bowl or small bowl of Haagen-Dazs, that is a step in the right direction. Then after a while, maybe, you know, you've have, had your Yasso bars, you've enjoyed that for a little bit. You experiment with having just a bowl of fruit or a bowl of fruit with dark chocolate chips or, you know, you kind of work your way through this process of slowly getting better when it comes to your choices. So it doesn't have to be so cut and dry. Maybe for some of you, it is better for you to be cut and dry with it. Um, but I would argue most of you would probably benefit from taking that slower approach and that's okay. We're not saying you have to go cut out every single processed food that you eat or eliminate all added sugars, but just be aware of what you're consuming because those things add up. And even as people who are very aware of the added sugars, for example, we still probably, I mean, it's just crazy how fast that adds up, even when you're trying to avoid them. Unless you're making your own snacks, like, this is probably a bad example, but we had originally bought some oats and some syrup and some things to do our own granola. We never did it, though. We never did it, just sat in the pantry. <laughs> um, but unless you're doing things like that and making your own snacks like that, it, it's almost unavoidable. If you are eating anything that was prepared by somebody else, you are taking in you know, way more added sugars and a way lot of calories. a lot of things, a lot more things than you you don't, you don't realize. Not just calories and sugars, but just as we're talking about today, the things those are made from. Um, and that's 
kind of the next level of this. It's you need to control what you can control. And depending on where you're at on the spectrum we just brought up, that's going to mean different things for different people. But let's say you've been doing this for a while. You're already really dialed into your, your diet. You're eating very well as far as you can tell. Um, again, we can't tell what these things are made with. But, you know, that's the next level of it is control everything that you can control. And this starts to feel overwhelming. And I understand that. We have a whole episode on, you know, your health and fitness being a full-time job which it is, but there are ways to make it manageable and doing things in batches and preparing things in the most efficient manner. So you can go back and listen to that full episode if you'd like. But just to give you the next step on this, as far as controlling what you can control, this is the next level on our, our journey. Last year was, you know, bringing in the chickens. We built the chicken coop. We got some chickens so we can have, you know, farm fresh eggs from our very own farm. This year, we're going to do a massive garden. So we actually planted some fruit bushes and some fruit trees last year. Hopefully, they'll start producing this year. But we're going to do a full vegetable garden in the back this year, um, starting those seedlings now. But again, we are going to control from seedling to fully harvested vegetable or fruit that entire process. And I understand not everyone can do that. But even if, if you can do that for a few things, if you can do some potted plants. if or you Even can do, if you can't do that, go to a local farm yeah like there's probably a farm <laughs> local Which to most of you guys are typically not as expensive as like an organic place like whole foods right you're typically going to get a better deal when these things are harvested locally. And you're supporting your community exactly you're supporting local farmers which is important it is crucial right now um i was going to go somewhere with that and i completely just lost it darn well, that's the level of it anyway. If you can't do it yourself, you know, potted plants, they have some certain things if you guys have the finances to do so where they got like these, it's not a tree, but like this mechanical tree that you can put pods into where they got, they had, what was it, an AI camera telling you what to do, what they needed, had light on there, had a water base at the bottom and you could grow up to 30 different plants. It was crazy. If you have like excess money and you want to go I think it was like it. 800 bucks and I'm sure there's more than one now you could just google it and a bunch of products will come up like that once you make one there's 100 um but something I I think is important to talk about too and this is kind of not the other side of things but it's an important factor is you touched on the overwhelming piece and you know you don't I guess it's not even the overwhelming piece but it's it's I find that I'm having some conversations with some people recently who become so utterly obsessed with only buying clean and organic and only like they don't paint their nails because they're afraid of the toxins and they use special shampoo and they're very aware of what they're putting on their body, which is fine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but at what point does it get so deep that you are literally scared to do anything in life like I think I, people are getting to that point now I think people some people are getting to that point no I mean like they're like so off the deep end with the clean and organic and all that stuff that it's hurting them as far as like they are so stressed about it and at what point does stress override like stress will harm you more than the lotion that you are putting on your body because it's not quote-unquote or it's non-toxic or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? I understand, but I also understand their perspective. At this point, it is scary. I mean, there are things that are illegal in other countries that are legal here because it's so unre unregulated. No, I understand. Or I understand what you're saying. At what point does the stress outweigh the risks of those things? Right. I understand what you're saying. There's no answer to that because we don't have studies on that and we're not going to have studies on that until after we die. But what I am saying is I understand the other perspective because it is so disgusting over here right now that we have reason to be fearful and I don't even like using that word because it doesn't send you away with a, a take home of here's my action step. 
the action step is to, again, control what you can control. And if you can't control certain things, then you, you can't stress about it at this point in time. Um, but staying ahead of it, if you can't buy organic, again, at least shifting to the things you're consuming being primarily whole food, nutrient-dense options. If you're just binging on crap anyway, it this stuff doesn't make a difference. Yeah, like not this, a lick of difference. This does not matter. If this you is not are, your episode. If you have not dialed in the basics when it comes to nutrition. Those which, things that we're talking about now are significantly less detrimental than the things that you're doing by being obese, by eating all these things on a regular basis, by exposing your things to by exposing yourself to these things on a regular basis, aside from the healthy foods that are just grown the wrong way, that's the icing on the cake. Yeah, we want to get rid of those, obviously, but you can make a significant difference just leading a healthier lifestyle, getting active, working out, moving your body, eating well. And being consistent being with those consistent. things. This happens in stages, but going back to the your health as a full-time job episode, again, to kind of give you a quick quick hitter on that. You need to pay attention to this stuff at all times. It's not, you know, let's do this for a week. Let's do this for a month. If you look at yourself, if you weigh yourself and you are obese, I'm not talking your borderline, your fringe, you could make some better choices. If your lifestyle is off the path that's going to lead you to a longer, happier, healthier life, you need to make changes or you are going to be suffering a lot more. Even if you're suffering now, you're going to be suffering a lot more very shortly, very soon. You Let's know, talk I, about your post the other day. I was just going to say, I brought this up the other day in regards to normalization of another uh, concerning trend. The average car payment in the United States is $700 per month. We do pretty well. That's disgusting to me, and I cannot fathom paying that much. Our car payments are $300 a month. Someone asked me, they, they know what we drive, and like, how the heck? It's a couple of Chevys. We, I have a, a Trail Boss Silverado, and you drive the Traverse. Um, new leases, like, how is your truck $300 a month? we have the means to put more down. So we do a larger down payment to keep that monthly burden down. If we didn't, we would just downgrade what we were purchasing to make sure that that monthly payment stayed in a threshold we felt extremely comfortable with. Josh is very big on monthly payments and Because it adds up like that. It's ridiculous. Just like the shit we put in our bodies, the shit we put in, we take out of our bank accounts for no reason. It's if we were aware of these things, <clears throat> excuse me, if we are simply aware and realize this shit isn't normal. And just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean it's normal. We're following into these ridiculous habits. So the post was where we have normalized the concept of overspending on these vehicles, 700 bucks a month. Um, and then we look at something like health coaching, which you can get a very good coach for half of that on a monthly basis. And we consider that a luxury. Now, I got a lot of people not understanding what the point of that post was. It's, oh, well, am I going to ride my trainer to work? No, we're not talking about having a car. If you actually read the context and read the caption, it was the normalization of the overspending. We have cars. Just said that. The fact that you overspend well beyond your means to drive a car that's pretty nice is ridiculous. If you just take that payment, cut it in half, and then you put that into health coaching because you are overweight and you have no idea what the fuck to do, you're going to get a whole lot more enjoyment out of life. So my point wasn't to pitch coaching. It was just the fact that we don't invest in ourselves. And that was actually the motivation for the post. It wasn't health coaching itself. It was some a conversation I was having in my own head. Um, we've been investing a lot lately. I think I've talked about it on here. I talk about it in my stories. Um, but the last year has been all about investing. The last four months in particular have been more than I had ever, ever, ever thought we would invest in ourselves in regards to personal and brand development, especially in such a short period of time. Um, and it was, you know, I went back and forth a little bit with myself, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I 
you know, signing off on these things? Why are we doing all this so frequently? And, you know, we've got, we've gone all in and I kind of rephrased it like, okay, well, if we've worked really hard this year and we did pretty well and I said, you know what, let's go spend 65, 70 grand on a car. How would that be viewed? Even in my head, like eh, whatever, we're doing well, we earned it. And I wouldn't have placed such an emotional toll on the concept of spending that money, um, which was eye-opening. So that's why I made that reference. Yes, it could be a car payment. It could be anything. We've normalized the spending, overspending, I'm sorry, of these trivial things that we do not need that provide short-term gratification that lose their shiny appeal within a week. And on the other side, we have zero interest, zero interest in investing in ourselves, whether it's financial health, whether it's physical health, mental health, emotional health, developing ourselves in any way, shape, or form, becoming better versions of ourselves to get more out of life, that's a luxury. I'm not going to do that shit, but I'm going to go eat out every night, and I'm going to go get a coffee every morning. I'm going to spend 800 bucks a month on a car, and I'm going to go buy the nicest house, and I'm going to be strapped to the dick with debt for as long as I live, essentially. When we could scale back, understand how to budget, budget our time better, our uh, skill set better, we're putting our skill sets into, our money better. Um, and it was just funny. I had conversations on, with people on both sides, like, oh, yeah, you should definitely invest in yourself. Oh, you know, we all need vehicles and then trying to, you know, re-clarify. But I did understand the point of, you know, necessity, but people were not bringing into account the concept of overspending. Um, but so that is why rant over. 75% of our country is considered obese today. That is why. And who knows what the percentage is that is either has less than $1,000 in their bank account or significantly in debt or, you know, not able to make ends meet. I understand times are hard. Like we're feeling it too. Um, there are different situations and circumstances that go into each situation. That said, we put ourselves in the situation that we're in. We can heighten certain things and we can lessen certain things. We can heighten good things and we can lessen bad things. We have the ability to control several different areas. And the reason, you know, for ourselves personally right now, revenue is down in the fitness industry at the moment. This is, in my mind, the way that I run things, the time to invest in growing, in growth and development. And then when things are going really well, that's when we focus on building out our team. Um, we do that to get a leg up on everybody else. When everyone else is cutting back, we separate. We create however many degrees of separation that we can by doubling down on everything we're doing, by refining what we already do, by finding new ways to do certain things better, um, you know, reaching more people, whatever that looks like at that point in time, I am big on investing in ourselves during this with the belief that it's going to pay off because we're doing things the right way. That's my belief. Um, but the things we normalize and the things that we take for granted, it's just, it's ridiculous at this point. And like, <clears throat> you know, I don't know the exact number. I think it's what, $100,000 a year might be a little higher now. You're considered in the 1%. I don't think it's difficult to get to that point, whether you're employed by somebody else or building your own business. Um, I don't think it's difficult to be healthy. You know, obviously now healthy people are in the minority at 25%. If that's even considered healthy, you're just not obese. There is just a much smaller part of the, the population, and this is going to rub some people the wrong way, that are willing to do things the right way and that care enough to do things the right way or are willing to expand their, their, breadth, their wealth of knowledge to understand how to do things the right way. You just go with the flow. You just go with what's normal and you accept things as they are and you complain about those things as they are. I think a big part of it is 
people don't want to be uncomfortable in the sh- in the. But they short, are uncomfortable. In the short term. But they are uncomfortable. I know what you're saying. I, I also don't think they understand that they are uncomfortable. I think they do because they're complaining all day. Mm-hmm. I don't like how I look. I don't like how I feel. I don't like how I'm living. But I continue to make the same choices. Is the think, conversation that recurs. Yeah, I think. I just feel like people don't like discomfort in general when it comes to doing these things for yourself. And it is uncomfortable to focus on your health and fitness at first. Um, I I would argue forever. Like there's, you never get to a point where you set new goals and you're like, like I just set the goal of the 10K and I know I want to run a half marathon later this year. And I've done both of those things before, but where I'm at right now, I'm like, oh, that's a little bit scary. Like I'm going to run 13 miles. Like I don't know if I could, I obviously cannot do that right now, but you have to keep pushing yourself. You have to keep setting goals that scare you a little bit. Otherwise you're never going to change. You're never going to change. You're going to be in the same spot that you are in right now in the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years. If you do not push yourself to change even the slightest bit. I know that last little part got a little bit more intense and that's not our typical tone, but I think it's going to have to start being our typical tone in a lot of these conversations and and giving it to you straight. We can't, uh, you can't paint everything as rainbows and butterflies. Unfortunately, we've seen this on recent calls, you know, with prospective clients, um, people come in, they say they want to make the change and then they hear what it actually is going to take. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's crickets. So it's not always the case. It's kind of a trend right now. Um, but we say all this from a place of love. Like if that is you, if that struck a chord with you, you needed to hear it and nobody else was telling it to you. And it's time to face yourself in the mirror and start doing things for yourself. Cause if you don't create the change, things are going to get a whole lot worse, a whole lot quicker. Um, and you can apply that as a metaphor to anything. You know, it's not just health and fitness. If you can't create changes away from, you know, the negative situations you may be in anything you've dealt, you've, uh, you know, you consider less than ideal but you continue settling with, settling for, it's on you. You have no one else to complain to. You have the ability to create these changes. You have the ability to change your situation. It's just going to be very uncomfortable to do so. But you have to believe it. You, can, you can't. Oh, I feel like people who blame others do not believe that they have it within them to change. And you have to understand we all started somewhere. Every single one of us who is successful right now, whether it's in fitness or business or whatever, started somewhere. And, you know, you're not going to get to that point if you don't believe that you can get to that point. Which everyone has the ability to do so. We maybe, didn't. Maybe that will be the next podcast topic because I think we can go sure. deep with that. We, uh, yeah, we'll dive into that in a different one. But anyway, to, to recap, this episode did start off about the, uh, well, the actually, I think we never touched on what I want. I think we went off Didn't on a side. Did you forget what you were going to say? No, we went off on a side tangent when it comes to looking at nutrition labels. Like, how do you read a nutrition label? Do we want to touch on that really quick? Yeah, the fewer things that you see on that list, the better. Um, if you don't know what is And it's not just there. about, I think people just look at the calories and they go, oh, okay, it's 100 calories. No, I'm good. talking about the ingredients list. The shorter that list is, the better. Um, the ingredients, yes. Shorter, the better. But that's not always, doesn't always mean that it's a great choice. The third ingredient could be sugar out of five ingredients. Um, Again, we're not sugar Nazis, but you need to be aware of how much added sugar you're taking in every day. So the shorter the list, the better. Ideally, the majority of what you're consuming are single ingredient foods that you prepared yourself from meals to snacks. Um, And again, it sounds like a full-time job. That's because it is. So you need to get efficient with it. And you're not going to be perfect in day one and week one and month one. 
but the more that you build a routine around it and out of it, the better off you're going to be. Um, and that's where, you know, we're, we're feeling better because that is where we have built up to. We didn't start. You like feel that better one. within days when you start to focus on this stuff days. It's not something that is going to give you immediate progress as far as like changing your body, but you will start to notice shifts in your energy levels and how you feel digestion, how you sleep, sleep how you perform, how in you mentally matter, and physically in a matter of days. So use that as some, uh, fuel, I Motivation. guess motivation to uh get started but i guess we'll leave it here where can they find you i'm at alessandra skutnik i'm at josh skutnik everything else is linked in the show notes